This is The Catch-Up with Nick and Hado. Hey, welcome to... I wasn't sure if it was recording. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's here at last. Hear the boys talk fast and slow. You don't know where they will go. When they're on the radio, they put together one of the best shows. I thought you were going to rhyme like, and end on with Nick and Hado. Sort of clapping. I thought you were done. Anyway, today on the show, Nick. I felt all right. That was, that was fine, yeah. I think. I was I was waiting. I was going to sing with you the style. What kind of genre of music do you think that'd be? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it fits any genre. You, I do transcend all current genres. Sure. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm, the difference between transcending and not fitting any criteria. No, it's rude. I think it's, I think it transcends. Well, was it fine? Uh, yeah. Not really. You said it was fine. What did you say? Fine then? for what it was. You said it was good. I don't think I said that. I don't think you said it was good. Maybe I did. Don't did you, know. Was it you that said that you put that as your ringtone just then? Uh, no, I don't. Why am I imagining that? I think you might be imagining that. Uh, yeah. Nick, today on the show, pretty big one, of course, we tune into Hit Street, the world's best soap opera. Great episode this week. One of the best. Mm. I think um, this is one that we'll see people walk around with uh, quotes from it on sort of novelty t-shirts Yeah. when they start making Hit Street merch. Yeah, like all the bootleg sort of hats and stuff online oh, you can yeah. get. yeah. Mm. Plus, like the mugs with quotes. Yes. Yeah, like, oh, friends owned again. No, no. You know what the mug would say? What? Say, say what? what? Yeah. yeah, you know. I do know. So one of our biggest sellers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you now? Huh? Hmm? Well, we'll start the merch, the bootleg. Oh, we'll start the bootleg merch. Yeah, done. <laughs> I mean, we're already committing the act of crime by like broadcasting it. Mm. What's the problem? Uh, tell you what is a problem: coronavirus. <laughs> Great segue, mate. Mm. Thank you. Uh, America not dealing with it very well. No. In fact, some communities dealing with it so poorly, they've actually started hosting coronavirus parties. Yeah. It seems like a terrible idea. Well, there's a reason why it seems that way. Because it is. Oh, right. So yeah. it's really, you know, sometimes you can judge a book by its cover. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that looks like a crap book. Yeah. Sometimes you can make huge assumptions. What's a book that you've judged by its cover? Uh, I well, all books. That's the whole point of book covers, is that you look at it and you go, this looks like a good book. I'll have a flick through. I once had a book... Uh, called Hatching Magic when I was a teenager. Yeah. I think it was young teens. I think it was about, I, don't know, I can't remember. But the, the front cover was a shitty little dragon coming out of an egg. Cool. Yeah. Which I thought so too. And I was yeah. like, but I thought, I was like, oh, not that good of a picture. Yeah. Because it was poorly done, mm-hmm. bad book, uh, bad colors. But I had the book in it. So I was like, maybe it'll be good. Crap book. Yeah, right. Should have judged it by its cover more heavily. Actually, tell you what, I almost had the opposite experience. It was kind of similar, actually. Yeah. So there's a book called Blat Magic, B-L-A-T, Magic, uh. and there were these weird gnome creatures that lived in the trees, and the front cover was a cool gnome wizard, like, casting a spell over a pot in some trees. And oh. like, that looks sick. I'm going to read it. That was a magic spell. That was my magic spell, also known as me getting an email. <laughs> uh one of the worst books I've ever read. I don't think I finished it. Yeah. It's just so dry and boring. Like, oh. There's so much lore about these blats, these gnomes living in a tree. Speaking of books, Ugh. this might be yeah, maybe maybe of interest to some people, but you've recently bought a book that I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. The H.P. Lovecraft, The Call of Cthulhu uh, mythol- the Mythos. Yeah, like it's a um, collection it's, of short stories. It's an anthology of all these short stories that involve Cthulhu and all those freaky sea monsters. Have you read much of it? I only, no, I've only read one or two short stories have you read the one where I think it's one of the first two stories mm. so potentially you've read it and they're like traveling through some city and he spends the entire time being like 
there's all these like pictures of like monsters on the wall. He's like, I bet you they worship these monsters. And then it turns out the monsters were like lived in the city once upon a time. Right. No, I haven't read that you one. Haven't? What ones have you read? Uh, there was one, this, the first one's pretty good where he's like, this guy's lost at sea. He's just sitting in a boat. And oh, then, and then he's like summoning like another plane all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden he wakes up and then like, it's like the sea floor, but on top of the water. Yeah. And then he finds this weird cave and sees this horrible, oh, it's like a, it's just a suicide note. The whole thing's framed as a suicide note. It's yeah. super dark. Yeah, yeah. And he sees this monster. A lot monster, of them are actually. Sees this monster and just goes insane and then gets addicted to morphine yeah. to try and stop himself thinking about it. And then he killed himself. It's awful. Yeah, it's truly Well, bad. it's good, but it's uh, very it's a, sad. It's a good story. There's a lot it's of- intense. The, I'd say this. I've read a few of them now. Mm. There's a lot of the stories. It's very formulaic in the way that they start off with him, the, the main character being like, this bad thing happened. Oh, I'm on the edge of insanity. Mm. Let me recount to you what happened. And then it, he starts telling the story and then it comes back around to him being like, anyway, that's why I'm crazy. Goodbye now. <laughs> that's like, all right. There's like, like three or four in the first like, of the first five or six stories that are yeah. just like that. Well, he released them over like decades. Yeah, yeah. So when you would have read them at the time, they would have been like, oh, yeah, this is a bit different from last time. But I mean, it's like, you know, order the book better. Like I've read the first five or six stories and they're mm. all very similar. You should read The Hound. That's my favorite one so okay. far. You tuned into Nick and Hatto's book chat. <laughs> it's, a good, sure. it's a good short story. If yeah. you like short stories, because I, sometimes it's hard for me to like, you know, read a full book, you know, mm. like uh, you know, to get really involved in something deep. This is full of like cool Short stories. Bits. Yeah, some of them are like two pages long. Oh, by the way, we should say H.P. Lovecraft is considered like the father of horror. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, like pretty much everything that because is horror is in some way or form linked to him. Lovecraftian, if you will. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that has nothing to do with important? anything. Books. Books. Don't judge your book by its cover. Coronavirus parties. Yeah, yeah. Coronavirus parties. Also, I'll keep this one quick. Eurovision's back, Nick. Yeah, yeah. And Australia. Well, not fully. It's not really, is it? It's a Eurovision event. It's the best we got until until coronavirus restrictions end. It's the best we got. It's I think reruns. I think it's better than Eurovision because it involves robots and Australia looking very good. It's very funny. We're good, we're good at winning it. Obviously, Australia gets invited to Eurovision from time to time. Yeah. Which is funny because we're not part of it. No. And now we're inviting robots, <laughs> which aren't really singers. And then we get like, I don't know, birds next. Eventually, it's not going to become about Europe singing. It's going to become about robots mowing lawns. Mm. Which honestly... That's a feature I want to see. <laughs> that's, that's a game I'd watch. All that is coming up today on The Catch Up. Get up with Nick and Hato on Hit. Uh, you can take us with you as well. You ask for us on your smart speaker. You can download the Hit app and listen to us all day. Or call us and politely ask us to be in the back of your car. Yeah. yeah we'll perform the show there. Mm. Well, not right now. No. Because of coronavirus. Busy. Oh, of course. Yeah. Coronavirus obviously a bad thing. <laughs> Whoa, what a hot take. You shouldn't be <laughs> hanging out in groups with people who are hanging out in groups having and throwing coronavirus parties, Hado. No. Well, why would you throw a coronavirus party? Well, it's not something sh- to be celebrated. You I shouldn't. Thought. And it, I agree, you shouldn't. And I think it's an insane thing. But there are reports coming out of America, mm. parts of Europe, that people are hosting coronavirus parties. What What does that mean, though? Because it, it sounds like people are flaunting the rules, as you said before, right? Yeah, it sounds like they're just like, F you, government, let's have a party anyway, stuff corona, we're living life. And there are people who are throwing those parties irresponsibly anyway, but these coronavirus parties... They're actually not designed to celebrate, really. They're actually just a bunch of people hanging out with the pure purpose Mm. of trying to build natural immunity by contracting coronavirus. So like a chicken pox party. Like a chicken pox party. Yeah, those parties I don't think are very fun. No. (laughs) Generally. Generally not a fun one. So so the idea is that you get 
coronavirus and then you get better from coronavirus and then you yeah. get the idea is the while antibodies. You, while you can choose to do so, you try and develop those antibodies in a safe, controlled environment, which there isn't really one. Mm. You're contracting coronavirus. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's such not a, a good new, disease. It was such a new disease, which yeah. is why it's so dangerous because we don't know the long-term effects of it yet because it's only been around for, what, six months. Yeah. And obviously, health authorities across the world, the big one, World Health Organization, saying, maybe not. Bit of a bad idea. Honestly, good call. Yeah. I agree with it. (laughs) Bold choice for our show to side with the World Health Organization, but we're going to do it. Wow. Um, I think the reason behind it, and this seems to be what people are saying, is that because they had chicken pox parties back in the day. Yeah, but that's so different, though, because... I mean, the chickenpox vaccine, that's only been around for, like, what, 20 years or something? Like, it's relatively new. Yeah. And so in that, you know, the 80s and the 70s and stuff, you had to have a chickenpox party. Because if you didn't get chickenpox as a kid and you got it as an adult, it's way more dangerous. Oh. So it makes sense to do a chickenpox party to some degree. But chickenpox parties were so common. That's why I think they're trying to bring mm. it back. They're like, oh, they've got such good, maybe good memories about it. Because everyone remembers having had a chickenpox party or having friends that were like, that had one. Yeah. When I was in primary school, we had like a weird group of friends that they sort of all hung out together. And that one of the kids got it, was away for a week. And then all of a sudden those other kids were away for two weeks as well because Jeez. they'd invited them all Isn't over to the their dream? house. Getting chickenpox as a kid, having two weeks off school. What a wild, <laughs> what a wild turn of events. Because you go from kid, obviously it's bad to have chickenpox as an adult. Yeah. Well, it's bad having it as a kid as well, but it's way worse as an adult. I, I loved having it as a kid. Did you? I like, I mean, I, I enjoy a good itch. <laughs> Big contrast to yeah. coronavirus. Yeah. Where you don't get an itch. You, you, get, you, get, you get the two weeks off. Yeah. That's bad. I'm not saying it's a good thing. <laughs> I'm saying chicken box slightly better than the coronavirus. Instagram. Instagram's telling me everything. Nick and Hado are on Instagram. Follow at HitCQ. Of course, with Eurovision, Eurovision being cancelled, we're, we're hungry for events and competitions and stuff. Yeah, we've got nothing on. Nothing is going on. It's very sad. It's nothing to live for. <laughs> okay, we'll cheer up because uh, there has been Nick and Australia is involved in this. Sure, a it's essentially like Eurovision, but for artificial intelligence, for robots, for computers with brains. Uh. It's exciting, Nick. So uh, how good a- could they be at it? Like, how creative is? I assume this is like the kind of tech that runs a call center. How creative could that possibly be? Well, you can be the judge, all right? Not the official judge, obviously. <laughs> they have people pay a lot of money for that. Pretend to be a judge for a second. Uh, it had Sweden, Belgium, the UK, France, Germany, Switzerland, the Netherlands, and then us for some reason. Yeah, I it's love just... how we get included in Eurovision. I know, like not even all of Europe is included in this. It's just the main European countries and Australia. What a middle finger <laughs> to like Bulgaria. Yeah, take that, Lithuania. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Australia, uh, their team's called uh, the Uncanny Valley. Uh, would you like to hear the song we entered for it? Yeah, this is a, this is a song written and what, made by like a computer program. Yep, written. Uh, the words were written and the melody was written by a robot. This is how it kicks off. Dreams to live on the wings of happiness, Nick. It goes on like that with words that sort of make sense, but sound freaky. Just sounds like the sort of thing you'd see in a lot of throw pillows at Kmart. Uh, there's <laughs> My favourite lyric is the bit where it goes, ding-a-dong, sweet song, thank you, darling. Ding-a-dong, ding-a-dong, ding-a-dong. Just does that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, while. obviously, we all know what that means. Uh, open the door. No, it won't open the door. Open the door. The door. The world we are. The things you see in your eyes, Nick. That's what the robot's saying. Did you say that we won this? Yeah, we won this. That was awful. <laughs> It's called, did I say the song's called Beautiful the World? This is the chorus. It's 
also says welcome home a lot. The world is beautiful. Beautiful the world. Now, would you like to guess what this song's about? You've heard the chorus of the song. You've heard some of the lyrics. It also incorporates as well. I have listened to the whole song and I couldn't find it for the, for the life of me. Apparently, yeah. uh, it samples koalas. Uh, and Tasmanian Devils, like the noises they make. Oh, you know how they always go. Ding a dong, ding a dong, ding a dong. Maybe this is the like kangaroo or something. Mm. That would be the Tasmanian Devil, I would yeah. say. Uh, so, what do you think this song is about? You had to have one guess. I. It's called Beautiful the World, so I assume nature. How Australia's got good nature, maybe. Kind of. It's about the bushfires. It's in, what? Yeah, it seems How? very happy to be about the. I don't know. It's way it too upbeat. Yeah, it's, it's way too pleasant. Definitely. Uh, it's, so it's written by Robert. The way it works is it it sort of just does it on the fly, like it looks at what it, the note it just sung and then goes, oh, the note should come like should be this next and then it does oh. it again and just this weird chain of weird freaky notes i don't know how we got the idea to put koalas and like kangaroos what? and tasmanian Wait, devils in there the program decided that it was going to do that itself i don't know i'm not really 100% sure but definitely there are definitely in there and nick we won we won the competition so we're the best at making that garbage yeah <laughs> isn't that exciting wow Mm. That was just like sound like any generic pop song. Yeah, I know. Like, we should... Give it a month. And... <laughs> we'll be playing it soon. Guaranteed. Get up with Nick and Hado on CQ's Hit. Everyone has that coworker. Yeah. That colleague that's in the office and just thinks that they're, you know, the God, God's gift. Right. I think so they're you, so good. You're making yeah. eye contact with me very Smug. hard right now. I feel like, what have I done to you to deserve this? Well, there's this. Besides bit... being amazing at all times. Okay, well, all right, here we go. Uh, there's been this optical illusion floating around online, and I've chucked it up in our Facebook hit Central Queensland if you want to have a look at it yourself. It's, it's not even an optical illusion. It's just a well, spot. What would you call it's it? Like, it's like a, I don't know, it's like Where's Wally, essentially. Yeah, You've got to spot something in it. So it's a picture that's full of these cartoon books, and hidden amongst the cartoon books is a pencil. Now, yeah. you've got to find the pencil. That's the challenge. Find the pencil. The world record is like under 20 seconds or something. How long did it take you it's not to important. find the pencil? It's not important. No, no, how, been... just, no, just so people know how hard it is. How long did it take you to find the pencil? Still didn't find it. I technically didn't find it. Yeah, you didn't find the pencil. And how I was long looking you... for ages. How long's ages? Two days? Two days. Maybe. Two days. Well, I saw it yesterday. Two days looking at a picture to find a pencil, and you never yeah. did it. Mum and Dad, my work is pretty serious. <laughs> 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 no, because I've been looking at it, and I feel like I'm missing something here. Get it's like pencil. when you don't get the joke at the party, yeah. or you, you know, you're... Don't know what you don't know what's going on. You feel a little bit out of the loop. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing something here. And then I sh- sh- showed you this morning. I was like, mm. "You're not going to be able to get this." And how, you got it. How long did it take me? <laughs> like five seconds to yeah. find this pencil. Anyway, what I spotted at the pencil. The worst like, part. No, nah, that can't be it. And I'm like, it is that. Look at it. It's got an eraser on the end of it. It's a pencil, mate. Yeah. Well, the worst part of it is, mm. is that you pointed it out to me. Mm. Like, I didn't even have the satisfaction of finding it. <laughs> you actually, you robbed me of that. Yes, I did. So, see, see if you can do it. Head to our Facebook page, hit Central Queensland, see how long it takes you to find this silly little pencil amongst the books. Let us know how long Nick, you did Nook, it. Nook, Nook, took Nick two days to do it and never even found it. You failed at this. Well, failure is subjective, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not. God, you're smug. <laughs> did you... You're so smug. Um, I don't like this. It's not a good colour on you. Did you not think to look at the answers? No, I don't want to cheat. Mm. I think that's respectable. Were you impressed that I found it so quick? No. You weren't impressed? No. No. Well, take that from me while I can. <laughs> anyway, have a crack yourself. Um, uh, if it takes you over two days, let me know. Just I, cause... <laughs> I have a confession to make, Nick. <laughs> Is, I, I saw that also two days ago and just looked at the answer straight away. Did <laughs> you really? Yes. What an asshole. <laughs> 
What an asshole That's move. why I found it so quick. I just knew the answer. Did you really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do look at the same websites for work, don't we? I got Facebook. Facebook. Keep up with Nick and Hado on Facebook. Search Hit Central Queensland. Right now it's time for the best soap opera in the world. Yeah. We've been hamming this up. We always ham it up because ham, like it's the best meat, this is the best soap opera. Mm. Yes. Ham might not be the best meat. Yeah, it's up there, probably. It's definitely top, top three. Chicken's pretty good. This is the best soap opera in the world. Uh, if you've missed it in recent weeks, don't worry. We don't want you left out of the loop. Uh, it's been a very suspenseful bit of time now. Yeah. Our main character is Richie McGrabbins. He's teamed up with Zookeeper. Zoe Keeper is her name. And her, and her gorilla named Queenie. Those three, uh, last episode, fell down a waterfall and uh, got captured by a, a crazy guy who lives in the forest that they were in because they're trying yeah. to return Queenie back to her home, the, the ape, back to, the, back to nature. Which is deep in the forest. Mm. That's where we pick up now. Yes. Uh, I have no idea what could possibly happen. They Neither seem to get I. tied up and meet bad guys at every turn. Yeah. That is, Richie has a real knack for it, I think. Yeah. yeah okay. What well, a character. Let's uh, whack on the telly. Flicks the stations. Oh, oh, here it is. Mystery. Betrayal. It's all just another day on Hit Street. And guess what? What? Well, thanks for guessing. Um, actually, you're trespassing, so I'm going to tie you up now. Say what? Please don't tie us up and eat us. What? I'm not going to eat you. Do you think I'm some kind of savage? Well, yes. Why are you only walking around in your underwear? It's called a loincloth, and I wear it because it's hot. So, you've been here for quite a while? <laughs> Indeed. You're the first people I've seen in 15 years. Who's this little cutie, by the way? My name, Queenie. Oh, Queenie. What are you doing after this? Queenie is a gorilla. Ah, oh, gosh. Friend zoned again. That's not what that means. Anyway, what do you lot want? Coming so deep in the forest. <laughs> Queenie, go home. Mm, and where's home? Deep in the jungle. Where the rest of Queenie's pack live. Um, did you know that actually a group of gorillas is called a band? Well, I... I, I... Oh, it's okay. Don't feel bad. It's only something you'd know if you're an extremely good zookeeper. Are you done insulting me? What? I'll have you know that I'm actually an amazing zookeeper and we don't need your help to find the group. I mean the band that Queenie belongs to. Calm down, Zoe. Let's just go our separate ways and... Actually, I know exactly where they are if you want me to take it to them. What? Yes, please. Oh, fine. I suppose we can come with you, um... Mr... Sorry, I, I, I never got your name. Well, when I was in human civilization, they called me Robert. But here, in the jungle, I go by Rob. If I help you by taking you to them, it's gonna cost ya. Say what? Whoa. What could it possibly cost them? I don't know. Richie's got Their no lives. money anymore. Yeah, Richie's poor now. He used to be very, very rich, and now he's poor. Poor Rick McGrevins. Mm. Wow, maybe we should tell the writers that. <laughs> That's, That's pretty clever. good. Uh, I don't know. What's what's maybe the ultimate price? Their lives. Wow. He, this guy seems pretty crazy. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, hard to say. Love his voice, though. Good character. <laughs> that was the Nick and Hado catch-up. Listen live weekdays from 6am on his.